Hello, it's Mike Richards here from the Treasury Recruitment Company. I hope you're enjoying the Treasury Career Corner. If you are, great news. Perhaps you give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast content. This means that even more Treasury professionals can benefit from finding out or by finding out about how Treasurers have achieved their career goals. The link to rate our show will list at the bottom of our show notes. And please remember as well, the show itself is as much about you as it is about us. If there are specific questions you want us to ask or there's feedback you want to give, please drop me an email. My direct email is mike at treasuryrecruitment.com, inventably enough. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show. Next stepping stone, skills development. Qualifications. They're a key differentiator for anyone working in Treasury. I get quizzed by candidates, especially those perhaps in the earlier stages of their Treasury careers. How important are qualifications? Simply answer a question with a question. How successful do you want to be in Treasury? I know in some professions a specific qualification may be needed or not needed. In Treasury or finance, it's, it's key, it's vital. I was talking to Sarah Jane Hall, the global treasurer of GlaxoSmithKline, the pharmaceutical group, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And I said to, well, I asked her about it. I said, what do you think, Sarah Jane? She said, Mike, the more qualifications you have, the better. If you want to become a group treasurer, as she is, pretty small company, only FTSE 5. She said, not only this quote, but then for her, she's felt that qualifications are a real differentiator, a rubber stamp of, her le- of the level of expertise for a candidate, if you like. When she's hiring two different people, she's got two really great, strong candidates, really loves them, but one's got more qualifications. Which one's she going to choose? More qualified one. Potentially, they might edge it, but in most cases, she'll choose that. And why? Because they put in the hardest work. And they've achieved more. So, continuous learning. It's no good gaining a qualification, sitting back, thinking, that's it, I'm done. Those job offers are going to come flooding in. Far from it. The focus for you then needs to be on staying ahead of change. There's no excuse not to, based on how much information that is accessible nowadays. We go on to this one. IBM. Crazy stat. But that's the accessibility and how you process all that knowledge that keeps coming out of you. If you don't evolve your skills and knowledge base, and we're talking about, you guys are talking about blockchain all day, but all, the, all this knowledge being thrown at you, this is what they're talking about. You can come to amazing conferences by, like this, put on by the lovely Ann Martin. But I spend, for instance, a huge amount of time on LinkedIn. Not just trying to find people, but actually reading articles about Treasury, latest developments, posts from treasurers, staying up to date on the challenges you guys are facing and what's happening in the industry. I spend hours listening to podcasts, key influencers in marketing, but also in treasury. I've got to say, my kids absolutely love a long car journey with me nowadays. When I say to them, oh, podcast time, guys, you can probably hear the groan all the way over here in Vienna. But the information at the end of the day is literally on your phone straight away. And it's an incredible resource for you and the growth of yourselves as treasury professionals. So, investing in a mentor or coach. Let's just separate them out for a moment and talk about the differences. 
So a mentor is someone who's a proven track record in their field. They might work with you as an individual to provide support and advice, either on a topic or guidance throughout your career. A coach, on the other hand, has been trained as specifically that. They're a coach. They're hired to address a specific challenge you might be facing. And opposed, as opposed to the relationship with a mentor-mentee, that's going to span decades, or can often span decades. And the difference is key, and you need to work out what relationship suits you best. A lot of these people, you know, a lot of you guys in the room are going, oh, I'm not so, quite so sure, but actually I'm, I'm later on in my career. It doesn't matter. It does. Obviously, early stages of your career... That's when they could be in the greatest demand because you're beginning, you're wanting guidance. Uh, you need the right direction. You want career boost, boosting your confidence, if you like. It can be as important in the middle stages, refining your skills, expanding your networks, and staying on track with that career plan we talked about and being the driver of your own career. They can also challenge your norm, particularly at the latest, at latter stages of your career and give you new perspectives. You need someone to challenge you. So I was speaking last week to Karen van der Driesche, the Assistant Treasurer or VP of Treasury at Avnet in Brussels, on the podcast. And we talked, we got into a conversation about the value she's found from having a mentor. She gave me some great feedback. Which as she was doing it, I was like, great, I'm writing this down for next week. Um, she said, for her, having a mentor has been a safe place to share her ideas. It's an environment where she's been able to voice her concerns without it having a negative impact and without being judged. She found it was her place to be human in some ways. And it helps her understand how to coach other people. And she was able to try out and rehearse presentations, for instance, a bit like this, without the fear of looking stupid. On a personal level... I wouldn't be where I am now without the help of some different coaches and mentors. Most recently, I've been using a coach. We, we knew that our business needed a different approach to social media. Um, it was lovely, actually, David mentioned earlier, he said he actually did some great photography for us at the Vienna conference a couple of years ago. And he said, you've just taken over LinkedIn. Um, and I was like, yeah, we use an agency. I'm not doing it all the time, like this. Um, but we knew that we needed a fresh approach. So... In order to stay ahead of the competition, we've got a podcast, Treasury Career Corner. Feel free to sign up. Um, and it's really great fun because I talk to treasurers about how they've achieved career success to help you guys. We talked about following them on LinkedIn, but it actually brings it to life. Now, I'll use Chris Ducker as an example. He's a great social media guy. He does an entrepreneur, newpreneur sub summit. But then we had to, felt after a year, I'd actually grown past that. He was really more of a the coach, and I needed a mentor. So I recently reconnected with my business school mentor, Paul Barrow, who offers me a different insight. He's much more business-focused, market, you know, less marketing, but more business strategy. So it's well worth thinking about how you go through those transitions. So it's an evolution. But decide what works best for you guys. That's why I'm doing this for you, to get you to think about how you need to focus on your own personal investments. Got a few nodding heads there already. People are going, oh, yeah, maybe. So think about, you know, just doing that one thing. Mm -hmm.